In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's an episode for the moms, for the dads, for the moms, for the dads, for the moms, for you, dads. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Diggity Dog. You see that move I'm making there? The Q Diggity Dog. Um, in the studio with my wife here at Moran Worldwide Headquarters. So, we want to start you off with some contact information. Email us, Coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. Or you can hit us up on the Facebook at MVSM podcast. And it's easy to send messages through the messenger there. Super easy. Gets to us right away. And we will answer you as quickly as possible as we have for those of you who have been taking advantage of those mediums. So we're here today to talk about an episode for the moms. And this is really inspired by a message we got from one of our listeners, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for you, my lovely wife, to help us guys go through the mind of a woman when it comes to being a new parent, new responsibilities, changes in life. So I kind of want to run through some bullet points here, and then I want to hand it over to you. How's that okay, sound? Okay. okay. So we got some emails, some messages um, from some listeners that are new parents. And I've got to tell you, adding anything to a relationship can be very, very difficult. Change is hard for people. Some people take it in easy. Some people, it just completely rocks their entire world. Everything is affected by it. Now, if you take a relationship and you add buying a house or you add buying a car or getting a new job or changing jobs, um, moving, and also incredibly daunting is creating offspring, having life, being born into your life. It can really rock your world. Oh, it tips it on its axis, that's for sure. Yeah, it tips it on its <laughs> axis. <laughs> axis. It is life-changing. And look, we have eight kids. We we make that you know pretty apparent in almost every Our conversation. Our axis flipped all the way over. Right. It didn't go sideways. It just flipped. <laughs> and it's funny because when people find out you know we have eight kids, they'll say, oh my gosh, I only have one. I don't know how you do it. And I always say, one kid is enough to dramatically change oh, your yes, life. He was. He because was. <laughs> all of a sudden you're responsible for another person. And a per it's a person who can't help themselves, so now it's on you. And they can't talk, so you get to figure it all out hey. with one sound a cry. That uh <laughs> that sounds like our relationship in the beginning. Well yeah. No talking, much. crying, trying yeah. to figure each other no out. Sleep. It's kind of the baby Giggles principle. Giggles in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a whole lot of, sh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
what we're what we're looking at here and what I would love for you to talk about is how from mom's perspective it can be incredibly overwhelming how things change the conversation within your mind changes about you and expectations about you when you have a new child and what that does for your relationship couple of notes i made was how do the expectations for yourself change for you as a mom what's going on in your mind well first of all um I'm going to have to speak for myself. So this may not be what your wife is going through, but going for my own situation, this is what it feels like. Um, When we found out we were pregnant, we had struggled to get there. So when we got there, it was a roller coaster of, yay, we're excited and holy crap, we're having a baby. So (laughs) there was a lot of ups and downs in that moment. Um, I did have some complications with pregnancy. So there were other issues that kind of played with how I viewed myself and how I viewed pregnancy. Now, when you first get pregnant and everybody's all happy and everything's going great, there are a lot of factors that we did not plan on. A, your hormones are changing and I have just as much control over that as, you know, the sun. Because basically, I might be happy one second and you could look at me and go, wow, that's a pretty dress. And I might see myself in the mirror and go, oh my God, I'm fat. And that's it. It's over. I'm crying. And there's nothing you can do. It's not your fault. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Hormones have a mind of their own. It's like PMS. It just sneaks up on you. And when it gets here, it brings a whole tidal wave of emotion with it. I apologize sincerely for the next nine months that you're going to go through. But, um... My expectations for myself as a wife were one thing. You know, we had an agreement when we got married. I worked for a little while, and then once I became pregnant, we had decided I was going to be an at-home mom. So my expectations for myself were taking care of the home, taking care of you, making sure the meals were handled, and, of course, taking care of the baby. What I did not realize was that taking care of the baby was soon going to shove all those other things to the side because baby can't talk. Mm -hmm. baby doesn't want to be put down baby likes to cry a lot (laughs) our son was a very sweet content child for the most part but he was also a screamer (laughs) he was also a pick me up and hold me don't put me down he did not crawl like a typical child he rolled and he got stuck often (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I was chasing around a mobile child and that changed a lot of my daily. When you have a baby, you're tired, you're exhausted. You guys know this, even though you may not be the one that gets up to feed them every two hours because you are not the human milk machine, it still wakes you up. Quincy woke up every time Hunter and I woke up and Quincy laid there talking to me while I fed the baby because I was awake. He should be awake. That was his thought process at the time. Boy, should we have rethought that one. (laughs) I don't think I would have changed that. No, but you drug going to work big time. It's, it's and then you add the... triplets to the mix and nobody slept for two years. <laughs> True. And, you know, that's that's what's interesting because how do things change for a mom? You know, automatically it sounds like you got just completely self-conscious and worried about how you were going to fail. That's what it sounds like it's, to me. It's the truth because what I had already seen um, – 
And I'll, I'll use the example of somebody that's, that's come to us and asked us questions. You know, she stays at home. She takes care of the house. She takes care of the kids. She seems like she's tired and all he wants to do is come home and help. So his thought process was, let me come home and, you know, if the dishes aren't done, I'll just do the dishes. That will help her. Although your intentions are good, here's where the catch comes in. That may not be what she needs the most. Because coming from me, this is how I saw it. If he came home and the dishes weren't done and he came in and started doing the dishes, I automatically felt like I was supposed to get that done today, but I've been doing all these other things and I didn't get it done. And now I feel like, you know, that's just one more thing I didn't do for you. That may not be where you feel about it, but that's what I felt about it. And as time went on, especially when you have more than one child, a lot more things get kind of pushed to the side. Laundry is one of those things that can just run all day long, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's getting folded and put away. You know, there were a lot of just little things that I took as personal failures because although I was busy all day with the kids, I was doing things, I can assure you. She is making meals, changing diapers, Walking with them, talking with them, reading with them, playing with them. You cannot leave a child to its own. Trust me, we have eight. We do not leave them to their own when they're little because they learn to build with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Our triplets learned if you go on your knees and I climb on your back, we can get over the baby gate together. That's before they could talk. So there are a lot of things that go on in the day-to-day, but for me, it was my responsibilities and expectations I had for what an at-home mom was supposed to be. At the time that we were having babies, everybody was on TLC and having babies and at-home moms and had their own home business and taking care of their kids and all the kids were in these matching cute little outfits and everything looked spick and span. Okay, stupid moment for a mom. That's TV. Yeah. But it was what was in front of me. It was what I thought was the expectation. This is what we're supposed to do. Then you had, um, although they had great intention, I had church family and other family that you need to do this and you need to do that. You need to have a routine. You need to have a schedule. You need to have structure. You need to have this, this, and this. I don't work in the confines of structure and schedule really well because, again, we have eight. I can plan... A to Z, I guarantee you somebody's going to land on Q and that whole thing is just going to get scrambled and screwed up and we're done. Yeah, and, you know, just listening to you talk, it, you know, guys, we are, we just come to a situation and we just want to fix it. That's kind of the way I myself am, am wired, the, you know, guys I interact with. You try not to stereotype, but just when it comes down to it, guys are generally, see a problem, you just want to fix it. And hearing what you're saying is like, come home if the laundry's not done or the dishes aren't done. It's not that you wouldn't appreciate that being done, but if it's something that it's you looking at it undone was like you saying, I'm a failure. I didn't do this. Now he's got to do it. He's been working all day, you know, and I could see where that would be very difficult. Now it becomes defeating, very defeating, right? It's like a cycle of being defeated And us guys, I never knew that. I would come home and, you know, the dishes weren't done and and I would just get to work. It's like, okay, let's do the dishes. And, you know, 
I I'm 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 just talking out loud because I'm you know getting myself excited to do it, and I look over, and you you just have this grim look on your face. It's like, what's the matter? And basically, you thought, I I don't remember exactly what was said, but you thought me saying that out loud was like attacking you for not getting it done when it was me just having fun getting it done. Yeah, if. If we had known then what we know now, right? Um, I would have been better off had you asked me, "What can I do to help you?" You know, it, it's these are the things that start postpartum depression. That's that's where I got sucked in because I was pregnant for eight years of the first ten, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of postpartum and then shifting hormones. Right. So this is definitely a subject I'm kind of cued in on, but. For us, if we have an expectation as a wife and as a mom for ourselves, not necessarily your expectation, but my own, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm failing at something, you coming in and fixing it makes it worse before it makes before it better. Before it makes it better. So what would have been better and what has helped now, because we still have these moments, mm-hmm. okay? We have grown children, but this is still one of those things of... I just can't get all these things done and I start feeling defeated. Now he questions. Questions are your absolute best friend when it comes to figuring out the right what's questions. really going on. The right the questions, right questions. Yeah, are your best don't, friend. Don't go in there and ask her what's your problem. That <sighs> Don't do that. Yeah, guys can hear questions or, are the best and we can take that and run with it the, down the wrong path. The absolute worst thing you will ever do, and I can promise you this from every mother I have ever known, do not, do not, do not come in your front door and go, well, what did you do today? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Trust me. <laughs> it's possible but, that I may have been guilty of that in the past, um, but maybe not meaning it the way you took it, but it's still, that. don't go there. What did you do all day? Oh, I don't know. Chased three children in diapers around the whole freaking house all day long and didn't get a breather. Well, honey, <laughs> the, you know, just to spit straight with you, um, you, we had five kids in diapers under yeah. the age of five at one time. So, which is not the normal for anybody. It's it's not, but <laughs> that's why I say one kid is enough to wreck to it, yeah. just radically change your situation. And you know, I'm looking at expectations for yourself as a mom, but then we also have expectations as a dad. And it's like, how in the world am I going to pay? How am I going to provide? What am I going to do to make sure that? Now, not only if if the husband is, you know, the one working because, you know, now and then, you know, moms and dads, both her husband and wife both worked. But it wasn't the way we decided you always just when I met you, you wanted to be an at home mom. You wanted to do things to you had this picture in your mind. I didn't want to miss anything. Right. And so for me, it's like, okay, now I'm first I'm responsible to put food on the table, pay for the lights the mortgage, all these things for one person. And if things get bad, you and I, we could just duck out into an apartment. You know, we could let it go. We can bust the trail. But now adding another person as a responsibility. Diapers, doctor bills, medications. It, the, it weighed on me. And, you know, we'll get into it later, I know. But it weighed on me because I was like, how the heck am I going to, to do this. And I think that's natural, you know, no matter what you're taking on, it's like, 
as as the person who's working, um, you get worried that maybe what you're doing is not going to be enough. That that's just from my perspective because I was the one working and bringing money into the house. And how do you how do you what do you do when you don't live up to that? And that was, you know, that's a question that I that I had for you is what goes through your mind where you're not meeting that expectation you set for yourself of what you should be able to do, what you should be able to accomplish. How how did you well work through that? First I had to come to the realization that I don't have to be expected to do everything I see the people on TV do or everything that my mother or my grandmother and whoever else did. Times have changed. Things are different. Um, and you're a different person. I'm a very different person. And I had to come to grips with, you know, the, the Susie Homemaker idea I had in my head just did not conform to who I am. I wanted that experience of spending more time with the kids, reading with them, homeschooling with them, doing all these things that we had discussed because I wanted to be part of those moments. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that means things like dishes, laundry, vacuuming. It's not that they don't get done, but they're not as important because, let's be honest, they're going to be there in 10 minutes anyway. Right. So I had to come to grips with, what is a want? What do I want? I want to spend time with my kids. I want to impart into them. I want to be part of their milestones. Okay. What is necessity? The house needs to be cared for. How do you breach that and make it work where it's not a bad thing? So we had actually discussed this with another listener and it was, you know, ask, what can I do what do you need from me? What can I do to help you? How can I ease some of the burden or some of the things that maybe um, are tiring you out? What is it that you need? Okay, <clears throat> all very basic questions you would think. I did not have an answer to what do I need because my mindset was I need to take care of the kids. I need to make sure the dishes are done. I need to make sure the house is cared for. I need to make sure that your needs are met. I didn't understand and, and being new and having all these things in front of you, it was very, very difficult. So give her a minute, give her time. When you have this discussion, Quincy has always been good about saying, you don't have to answer me right now. If your answer is, I don't know, that's okay. Tell me you don't know. And we'll give it a time limit. Let's say, okay, you think about it tonight and tomorrow, and we're going to go out Friday night and we're going to go to dinner and we're going to discuss it. So that I had time to process through, what do I really need? What, what is it that I need? And for me, sometimes it was just, I just need you to come home and give me a hug so that I can breathe out whatever's going on. Sometimes I needed a bath. Quincy would say, you know what? I'm home. Go take 20 minutes. Go soak in the bath. He actually came in and would set up the phone on the counter away from the, the tub, turn on Netflix turn on one of my favorite chick flicks and do your thing. I had to disengage sometimes and that's okay, but you have to give her a chance to think about what she needs because if you come in and say, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to come home and I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. That may not be what she needs. Maybe she needs you to go give the kids a bath so she can go do the dishes and feel like the kids are being taken care of. Yeah. And she can still do what it is that's important to her. 
it's based on what she feels would help her, not what you see would help her. Yeah, and and this is in no way coming down on you guys at all because I know that you're that you're coming in with the best intentions. At least that's what I expect of you. And that's what I would do. I would come in with the best intentions, but I didn't necessarily know exactly what she needed. And I think for both her and myself, and this probably goes for all parents, it's hard after a while to figure out what you need because you're putting yourself last. And you're always thinking, we were always thinking of what do the kids need? What do the kids need? What do the kids need? And that was, we would think about it so much that it was actually detrimental to our relationship because we put our needs last. So that meant we didn't think about our needs. And so I think, I think what's important is understanding that it's time to start thinking about what your needs are for yourself and for your spouse, because ultimately your marriage deserves to come first. And that is the, the, in our opinion, that's the most healthy avenue to having a, a great parenting experience is if you put your relationship first. Now, that was probably the one thing that Rita taught us that I wish we would have known 10 years before when mm-hmm. all of this started. Now, here here's something that you might not even think about because, you know, it's a new baby. It's a new life. We're, we're doing this. But it's important for her to be reminded she is still a woman, your woman, not just meeting the needs in the bedroom, not just how pretty she looks, but that going out, having your quality time, making sure that your whatever her love language is, that needs to be a priority through this whole process. It has to be. Had I had the quality time that Quincy and I needed, at the time, we just, we didn't know. We, we were completely going in this blind and we were going based on examples that we had from our parents mm-hmm. and going in it with our own expectations of ourself, our own expectations of our spouse, and neither one of us had discussed any of that. That's right. Had we done that, had we decided and made our non-negotiables in the beginning, then we would have been way ahead of the game and said, you know what, we're going to talk to our parents and say, can you guys watch Hunter on Friday for three hours so we could go have dinner yeah, and have that time together? Not just to get me out of the house, but just to remember you're married. Right. You, you are still my most important priority. Mm-hmm. And then you can, it, it just makes it so much easier to have those conversations when you get to the place of, I see you struggling what can I do to help? What do you need from me? If you have that priority of you're still my wife. Yes, it's important to tell her she's pretty. And I know Quincy used to do it to me all the time. Always, always, always telling me how beautiful I was. Even when I was as big as a house carrying children. As It was always a priority to him to make sure that I knew I was pretty. I didn't feel it, but he always told me. But the difference was at the time was the hugs the quiet minutes together, the cuddling in bed, the watching movies together, the taking the time out to not be mom. That's huge. I, I think this is just an excellent episode um, because I, I would never have thought me coming in to help you 
with the dishes or do something in your mind would would make you feel like more of a failure uh, than if it just went undone. And I kind of give this advice as I'm wrapping the show up. It's like, you come home, see your wife, find out how to greet her where it makes her feel special. I want my arms to be the safest place on planet Earth for my wife, and that's what I've that's what I have sought out to create. So when I'm when I'm there, when I hold her, I want the world to melt away. If she's frustrated or if she's hurting, she's anxious, she's overwhelmed, all I need to do is take a step back and say, How can I help? Maybe it's listening, maybe it's a bath, maybe it's a massage. Doesn't matter what it is. It, what matters is what is going to meet her need in that moment, and how can I help her get there? So, um, you know, I just I want to end it with with these few things here: asking the question, "How can I help?" and then not offering solutions unless you're asked for them is definitely a number one in my game plan. It doesn't mean don't make suggestions. Like we, one of the listeners, we had said you know why don't you find out if the chores is an issue for her and she's feeling like she's lacking why not discuss okay well how about if we make saturday laundry day we'll both be home we'll both work with the kids and i will help you do the laundry for the week as opposed to trying to get everything done every single day these were suggestions they were not fix it it was would this help you if okay preface would this help you if, rather than saying, well, why don't we do, or we're gonna, please, 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 it's all about the verbiage, honestly, it really is about how you say it. Yeah. Would it help you if I did, or if we did, um, rather than I'm gonna fix? Finding out how can I help? What, what do you need from me? that I could do right now. If she's having a breakdown moment, what do you need from me that I could do right now that would help you? And with that, what what you want to do as we wrap the show up because we're running long. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, always, you know, figure out, the ask the question, how can I help? Then listen. Maybe that's enough. Or take it from there. How can I help? Listen. But you won't know how you can help unless you and her both understand what your needs are. So I highly recommend that love language episode that we had or just going on and doing the love languages. Maybe you did it a long time ago, but it's time to revisit that. You need to know what she needs. You need to know the expectations. You need to know what, what her expectations are. It's true. But getting into how can I help, just be a listening mechanism. And then from there, once things kind of start to de-escalate, then maybe she can explain what she needs. Things not to do before we wrap up. Do not come home, talk to your wife, and do what I did and say, oh, I know how you feel, because you don't. She doesn't know how I feel at work. I don't know how she feels at home. We just don't know. You can, uh, you can ask, you can listen, maybe say, oh, I could relate to that, or I can understand that, or I'm sorry, how can I help? Um, Other things that you don't need to say, I'm just going to leave it there because we're running long. Um, But look, please, guys, gals, identify what what her needs are. 
Just because she complains about the same thing over and over again does not mean that's her biggest need. It usually goes deeper than that. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's a great episode for the moms, for the dads. If you know what that means, we will see you next time. Good night now. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast.